The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback Cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Man, every time I listen to that intro, I hear that arrow hit that shoulder of that deer, and that freaking thing smokes him. I need to post. I keep saying I'm going to post a video of that because it is smoke. And that would be cool just to put the intro intro uh, audio, like the intro for the oh, yeah. podcast, and then just put that deer and the shot actually happening. Because I'm sure I've got it somewhere. I'll have to dig it yeah. up. But that that'd be cool. I just forgot that I was on that that I was here on the podcast for two seconds. <laughs> I I was just I I just went off like I was just listening to it. Oh. And then I was like, Oh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> that was a really that was a really weird thing to happen. Like out of body experience? Yeah, I just felt like I was just listening to the podcast. Like I was that's in my how, truck or something how, listening to the podcast. That's how informal this is. That's how chill <laughs> this has gotten. Either that or I've an extreme case of ADHD. Yeah, that too. Um, so this week on the podcast, this is going to be episode 93. I'm 90% sure. I looked that up and it was 93. Um, we are going to kind of recap turkey season for 2020. It's kind of starting to wind down. Georgia's still open and a couple other states are still open until May 31st. But as far as turkey filming goes, we're pretty much done, which is weird for us. Um, you know, most of you know the COVID-19 thing has really screwed up a lot of people and a lot of uh, outfitters. And it really, I say it hurt us. I mean, we we were fine. We had plenty of work to do. But um, usually April's a really, really big month for us. And then this year, it's not going to be near as big a month just because we had several hunts get canceled. Um, lots of shoots get pushed and moved and canceled. And Ended up most of April we were here editing, but we did end up getting to go on some turkey hunts, and I got to go on a couple of personal hunts for myself. And uh, Ryer got to go on his first, like, true blue, um, I guess, turkey hunt, even though it didn't turn out the way that we would have liked um, as far as filming goes, right? Not quite. Yeah. Yeah, not quite. Which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, turkey season is one of my, if not, well, not my favorite. It's one of my favorite times of year. Um, Elk bugling is... My far, my, by far my favorite, but it's been a weird season. Um, the turkeys just didn't act right in a lot of places. Um, we started in Florida, and they were great in Florida. Um, both turkeys that we killed in Florida with Brian and Billy flew off a limb, came right in, got smoked, and, um, you know, couldn't ask for better video except for I'd like to have been a little, a little brighter so I could have got better high-speed footage of uh, of Brian's, but... You know, those turkeys worked perfectly. I think we were right on time there. The, you know, the gobbling was good. The turkeys were acting right. The interaction was good. They hadn't been hunted. All the all the ingredients you need to have mm-hmm. a really good turkey hunt. Um, they, You know, Billy had done his job scouting. We set up in the right place. Our setup was good. We were hidden good. We were using our nets. Uh, you know, I was positioned where I wanted to be positioned. All of those things worked out flawlessly. So, 
Then it rocked on. You know, we were supposed to have several other hunts during April that ended up getting canceled. Like we were going to go to Tennessee. We were going to go to Nebraska. We were probably going to try and do a hunt here in Georgia. And none of those ever happened um, because everybody was freaking out about this stupid virus that half the country is still freaking out about. I still ain't figured that one out. But um, we missed last week because we were both gone filming. So we're sorry. We did miss a week. But uh, we're back in the office now. That'll happen. Yeah, and we'll That's probably have to happen. do we'll probably have to do two next week because um, we're going to be gone the next week. And I've got two. I got notes written for two more coming up. So, and we had something happen. We're not going to talk about it because we don't want um, Ryder to get in a fit of rage with uh, one of our other product one, <laughs> one of our other projects. Um, and we're going to mm. talk about that mm. Mm. on the next podcast. Not um, getting a fit of rage. Yeah, he will get in a fit of rage. Um, He's got that strong Irish rage. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're, we're going to let you guys in on a little insider things that happened that really, really piss us off. Um, and it has nothing to do with us. It's not even a, it's, it's not even pissed off. Like my heart hurts. Yeah. It hurt my heart. Yeah. Which so, is hard to do because um, I'm a ginger and I have no soul. But so. it's in, anyway, um, not to give away too much, but, um, we'll talk about that on the next podcast. But, uh, so I like how we give people cliffhangers. Now. Yeah. Hey man. We, we do a lot of coming. we do a lot of cliffhangers. Yeah, like, we got something cool coming up. You guys are just gonna have to wait and yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Like and subscribe, and then we forget about what those things are, and then we forget to tell them. But people <laughs> have to remind us. Um, if you want to catch what happens next, like and subscribe and to then, the Redneck Tech Podcast. And then channel. remind us what that is that you're supposed to be liking and subscribing for. <laughs> um, so anyway, we've been in the office editing, trying to get caught up on edits, and honestly, we've been kind of laid back more so than we should have now that. Now that everything's starting to open back up and we've started to do some more hunts and some more editing and filming, everything's happening at once. Everybody wants the last two months' worth of work in the next 30 days virtually. So that's, of course, put pressure on us, and the pressure hadn't really came off of us, really, I don't feel like. But now it's even more because we're adding traveling into the mix of timelines. Well, we keep so. – every, it's every, the whole time I've been here in Georgia, it's been uh, – well, uh, it'll slow down here. Yeah. It'll slow down here. The coronavirus came, and it was like, oh, we're probably going to be a little slow with the coronavirus. And nah, it happened. never is, which yeah. is good. I don't want it to be slow. I'd rather be busy than bored. That's what well, I always say. But I'm glad. Maybe like, I don't know, one week of boredom might Well, we be talked okay. about it. You need to take up fly fishing. You need another hobby. Yeah. Or I you do. need to get back into your bike and quit being a sissy. I know, it just rains so much, and I hate riding in the rain. It does rain a lot. It's a really, it's a pain. It's hard to be motivated to ride in the rain by yourself. Like, if I was riding with other people, and they're like, we're going to go ride in the rain. It's kind of like, you know. Hunting in the rain? Hunting in the rain. It's like, you don't really want to do it, but if there's four other guys, and they're going to go ride, they're going to go hunt in the rain, pressure. you're like, well, I'm not going to be the one who's not going to do it. Yeah. But when you're by yourself, you're like, I mean, I don't, it's fine. I just said, I need to sleep. And yeah. it's a rest day, and my legs need rest. See, I don't need to sleep, but I get it, man. I like <laughs> sleeping. Golly, I'm good at it. That's something I'm real good at. Uh, but anyway, so Caleb's ideal job would be sleeping and movie reviews. Yeah, really. Or movie reviews I can do while sleeping. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a technology for that. No. Maybe someday you'll be able to patch in a movie to your brain when you're sleeping, and it just like ab- absorbs it, and then you feel like you've watched that movie. It's kind of like when we leave our computers to render while, overnight while we're gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to turkeys, we went off on a little tangent there. We're, we apologize. Um. So the first official turkey trip after Florida after COVID nineteen. Um, Chuck and I got in the truck and we drove to Missouri and we were going to hunt for the hunting habit. We were going to hunt in Missouri and Kansas and potentially Oklahoma if we needed it. But ended up we had to spend a lot more time in Missouri and in Kansas than we had planned. And we did kill some turkeys, but um, to kind of start the trip off, to kind of give you guys a outline of events as we left and we drove all day from Georgia to southern missouri right outside of springfield and we've got permission on 12 or 1300 acres that are uh you know probably only 10 miles outside of springfield missouri where bass pro shop headquarters is located so um we hunted there the first day we got on some turkeys they were gobbling pretty good on the ground but they were across the property line and we couldn't get them to come across to us um and in missouri you can only hunt till one o'clock which I still don't know how I feel about that. Um, when you're hunting with Chuck, I like it because that actually makes him slow down a little bit um, because you have to stop hunting at one. But then we would go fishing and do other stuff. But um, then, you know, sometimes the best hunts are in the afternoon, especially when the turkeys are right. But uh, so we hunted our butts off that first day. We didn't get anything killed. JP called us and wanted us to go to one of his farms. There was north of us. So we went up there and we hunted. And he wasn't there. He was actually at their other farm. Um, with his dad and they were hunting and stuff but uh so we went to one of his other farms that's about an hour two hours north and uh you know he told us where to go and we got on the rambo bikes which figured out how to ride the rambo bikes with the gear that we haul now perfect how was that so i've got the my big tripod which is holding up the camera that you're watching I, st- I got a little overkill really for the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I made a, I made a strap, a ratchet strap and I cut it off. So it wasn't so long and I would ratchet strap it to my rear. Um, what, what is that thing called? It's a luggage rack, luggage rack on the back. I would strap it to that. And then my new vest, my new Alps vest, um, my FS seven, I would fold the viewfinder up and it would fit perfectly in the back of that thing. And I would clip it in, jump on the bike, man. And we rode, we rode, First day it was a little over seven miles, and the next day it was like eight point four, hmm. and we were covering ground, buddy. We were, I mean, we'd ride. And the first morning we we got on the bikes and we rode to where he told us to start, <coughs> and we didn't hear uh, didn't hear a turkey close. And we heard one way off, so of course, naturally, before daylight, we get on the bikes and we get as close as we can. We get out and we hear this turkey gobble, and we kind of we're looking on our on axe and we're looking to see where. Exactly what we think this turkey is. We kind of figure out where we think he is when he's gobbling on a limb before daylight. We get set up, and it's not not in the best setup. I mean, I'd like to have been behind Chuck, but there's no way to get behind him. Get under my net. It's still really dark, and this turkey's fired up because he flies down super early, like earlier than normal, which is usually good. And when they fly down, it's like still really low light, like they're fired up. And this one flew down. Came right in, st- stood on the Jake decoy, and Jay and Chuck shot him. And it's one of those I'd like to let it play out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it was our first turkey of the year, and I was like, I'm not gonna risk this thing boogering and leaving. So I didn't get greedy, and I was like, you know, kill him wherever you want. And Chuck, mm-hmm. as soon as he got the opportunity, he shot him. So um, 
we got that one under our belt like the first morning there at that farm, and I was like, okay, this is good. And we're thinking this is going to be like on fire. Mm-hmm. So Chuck's like, you better buy your license. And it's like $240 or something for a license in Missouri. So I went ahead and bought my license because I was like, we're going to kill another turkey, and then I'm going to hunt for me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't kill another turkey. We freaking hunted our butts off the rest of that day and all day the next day. And then JP calls us and wants to come to the farm that he's at. And we go up there, and then we end up killing a turkey. <laughs> so this is funny. I told you this story, but I'll tell it again for the for the viewers, and I hope somebody, some of y'all reach out to Chuck and tell him that you know what he did. Um, I know what you did back there. So we got to this new farm, and <laughs> JP sends us to one end. He's going to hunt the other end. And uh, we were on the bikes again, naturally, because Chuck loves those bikes. Like, he wants one real bad. And uh, because they, God, they, they just cover so much ground so fast. It's crazy how much ground you can cover and how quickly and how quietly you can do it. Mm-hmm. You ain't have to get in and out of a truck. Like, you're just on the bikes and you're gone. That's so much faster. Um, and, you, you know, you can just hide them in the bushes. You can't really hide a truck in the bushes. You know, you can drive right up to where you're close and, like, lean them, you know, lay them in the thick stuff. And yeah. they're they're gone, you know, um, which is what we did. So we get on the bikes. It's The sun's starting to come up a little sooner than we'd like, uh, or we're, we're a little later than we'd like to be. So he gets in on, we get on the bikes and we're starting to run down the, the gravel road and we hear these turkeys gobbling and we keep getting closer and closer and closer. And Chuck gets off the bike and he starts to walk like to go to get it set up. And, uh, dang, if he doesn't, I'm looking at him up and down, like, like something looks funny. Cause I mean, I've been following him for, was it four or five days at this point? And I'm looking and I see his decoys, I see his vest, you know, and his camo and his boots and everything. I'm like, and I say, Chuck, Chuck, because he's deaf and he can't hear. And he turns around and he gives me that, you know, eat crap and die look and just looks at me like, what? <laughs> like, we're late. And I'm like, where's your gun, player? He's like, I left it to the truck. <laughs> And I'm like, God dang, dude. I was like, we're late, dude. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He jumps on the bike and just peels, virtually peels off back towards the truck. And he's not gone. I mean, if you would have walked, I mean, we're we're three quarters of a mile from the truck. We wouldn't have had those bikes. He wouldn't have been back by daylight. There's no way. He peels off the truck, gets his gun, peels back. We go get set up in this turkey. And we hear these turkeys gobbling off in the corner in the timber of this field. And the grass is really high, so we don't, we're like, there's no way these turkeys are pitching out in this field. But this, we're starting to walk, and we're getting close to the corner of the field, and he's like, okay, let's owl hoot and see where this turkey's at. Because it sounds like they're off in the timber. And uh, he owl hoots, and this freaking turkey gobbles on top of us. You know, under 100 yards. So we sit down in a terrible-looking place with high grass everywhere because we're afraid to go any further because we're like, if we walk any further, this sucker's going to see us. Mm-hmm. So he sits the decoys out. We slide back in the grass. I'm sorry, I'm going. <sighs> we slide back in the grass, and um, and I don't have anything to to prop up against. He doesn't have anything to prop up against. It's been raining, so we're virtually sitting in mud. And uh, this turkey gobbles and gobbles and gobbles and flies down and gobbles and gobbles and gobbles. And we finally see him, and the sun's up good now, so I've got plenty of light, and we can see him, and he's through all this stuff. You know, I can just see the tips of his tail fan. And um, he'll just stand there, and you know, 
strut and gobble and strut and gobble, but he won't move. And he's like oh, 75 yards away, 60, 75 yards away, mm. something like that. And I'm watching him, and I'm filming him what little I can film because all I can really see is his tail fin, like glimpses of his head every now and again because it's through all this thick crap. And Chuck's like, here comes a hen. And he's gobbled so much, a hen has come from across the county road hmm. across to that that strutter. And we're like, we're screwed now. Like we're no, And Chuck can kill him right now, like hit 60 yards or 50 yards, whatever mm-hmm. he's gotten to. But, like, the video would have been crap. Right. And it's like, and Chuck said, um, he said, he's thinking to himself, he's like, if I was just hunting, I'd have done killed this turkey. He's like, because as soon as I saw that hen, I'm like, he's going to take this, you know, this sucker away and we're never going to get a shot. Well, no more, no more does that hen get over there. He, you know, walks, you know, four or five more yards and, you know, looks at the decoys and he just drops his head and starts coming and freaking gets in strut and comes by us and <laughs> just as pretty as a picture and he shoots him and like, I don't know eight steps and I wasn't and I made him come in that time like I was letting him get as close as I could and it was freaking Chuck out because he doesn't like that he doesn't like him being inside 10 yards and I think he shot him at like eight yards something like that um but we were hid good and I'm like dude that sucker's locked in and he even and you can see it on the video when they when the show airs you can see the turkey coming in and you can hear me tell Chuck kill him and you see the turkey like turn his head and look at me and strut but then he looks back at the he looks back at the because uh, I'm I'm like I'm like six or eight feet away from Chuck and like I said Chuck can't hear a fat hog fart so I'm like kill him kill him and you can see the turkey like like looking at the decoys and he'll go and it goes right by the, he never comes out of strut though and I mean Chuck has to shoot him in strut which I'm okay with um, and that one was awesome then there's another one we're waiting on JP to get there I mean he gobbled for a solid hour. In the tr- in 150 yards of timber, he gobbled and gobbled and gobbled and gobbled and go- ever two minutes. We're not even calling the suckers goblin completely on his own, looking for hens. And we're texting JP. We're like, "You need to get over here. There's a turkey gobbling his head off." And uh, he couldn't get over there for whatever reason. But as soon as he gets there, turkey shuts up, and he leaves. So he, we didn't end up getting to kill a turkey with JP. But now we're done, so we're going to go to Kansas. So we go to Kansas. And they kicked our butt in Kansas, man. I mean, everything that can happen did happen to us on that one, dude. They just, they wouldn't come to calls. They'd go the other way. They were henned up. They were, they, they'd see us. They'd spook. They'd, I mean, you name it. We just couldn't get one to do it right on video. We killed one. We literally saw him driving down the road. We got out, went set up, and called, and he came in, and we shot him. But, I mean, that one spooks when he gets close in, and the video is not the best. But, like, I mean, we could have killed, if we just snuck up and killed, we could have killed a truckload of turkeys. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. It's, like, how important the setup in the video is. Like, I mean, we we, we literally could have killed five, six, seven. Conservatively, we could have killed nine turkeys, just killing them. But, first of all, we didn't have that many tags. Second of all, they wouldn't have been good video. I mean, mm-hmm. three of them were good video. Well, and one of them boogered and ended up being not the greatest, but like, we're not, we're not, and this is for guys listening, you know, you know, turkeys are one thing and you don't have to get, you know, you don't have to worry about getting the best turkey footage if it's not, you know, not in your, you know, not what you want to do, but for us, we want to get really cool, epic stuff. And in order to do that, like, we want that turkey minimum under 20. I like them under 10. I like them, you know, in tight, 
and that requires the setup being very, very good, having lots of good back cover, being under your net, being still, and your hunter also being still and having good, you know, good cover and everything. And that's, that's, that's Chuck, man. He likes to, he likes to get hid. That's his number one thing is he's got to be hid all the time. And he does. I mean, he gets hid and sit in the shadows, get out of the sun, um, know when to call, know how to set up your decoys. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an art form to do it right and to get really, really good video. And it's not easy. I don't care if you're hunting the most pressured birds or the most non-pressured birds in the world. It's not an easy thing to do because turkeys can see so well and they're so instinctual. But it's when they get fired up, like those ones we killed in Florida, man, I don't know if you could have done anything wrong on those. Those turkeys were just kamikaze coming in. Like they didn't care. Um, But then the ones in Missouri were tougher and the ones in Kansas were really tough. But I feel like the turkey numbers were way down in Kansas where we went. Um, We just didn't see that many. Normally they're in every field. And, I mean, we had to really run the roads to find turkeys. And luckily we found turkeys that those guys had permission to be on. So, But it was a a grind the whole time. And your Missouri turkey hunt was a grind too, which y'all were there, what, a couple days after us? Mm -hmm. Uh, Devin lives in central Kansas, and he said that the birds have sucked there too. Well, that's kind of where we were near central Kansas. We were outside of Sterling, Kansas. Um, McPherson and Sterling was around about the area we were at, which is like central eastern Kansas type area, north of Wichita. Yeah. yeah What'd they do to you guys? Uh, Not. Short of taking advantage of you? (laughs) Well, they didn't really do much, so... uh, we went to a property that we thought was going to have a ton of birds on it. And first day, I think they had some, I don't know if they had them fully roosted, but kind of had an idea that there was definitely turkeys in this field. Um, and so there's this big field, and then there's a river runs on the back side of the field with a bunch of trees and then another field over. I mean, that's kind of how everything it was where we were hunting in Missouri. I mean, it was a lot of pasture fields and then like little streams or rivers or cuts of woods would kind of uh, separate them from each other. And mm-hmm. so the turkeys, I guess, would be in there most of the time, it seems like. Like, I didn't see – we never saw a turkey out in the open. Hmm. I didn't ever see a turkey strutting in a I field. I don't know if we did I either in see, Missouri. I well, mean, even driving around back and forth from the properties, we didn't see any out in the open. I mean, we might have saw a couple. But for the most part, when we saw them, they were – heard them, they were in the timber. Yeah, ours were always in the timber, and that – that's, That's what, what makes the best video, though, is them timber birds, dude. Got to get in there tight with them. Those are my favorite. Yeah, we we ended up getting in tight there with them on the last day. Good. But the first, let's see, I was we hunted for five days, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, the first morning we set up in that field. I mean, it was a big, huge field. We got to the top of kind of the hill, and the field goes like this, and then there's that line of trees, and uh, we heard them gobbling straight off. So... We wanted to get down kind of into the field and put the decoys out where they could see them, and there was one tree in the whole field that we could get in front of. Mm-hmm. So we went and sat in front of that one tree, um, and they were gobbling and gobbling, gobbling, gobbling off to our left. And I, we did the intro interview, the setting up the day, and I was just rolling through <clears throat> getting my uh, B-roll to kind of play through that video, and I was on... Uh, Billy, 
Colin. I was tight on his hands, Colin, on the slate, and uh, he was calling, 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 and we just hear pow, and he, and somebody had shot the birds that were just in the trees. How far do you think they were away? <sighs> Under, I mean, not not that far. I'm a terrible judge of distance, so I don't even know. Hmm. I mean, I could probably go look at the video. I think Billy says it, but <clears throat> yeah, I was literally on Billy's hands calling, and that shot went off, and then another shot, and then about a minute later, another shot. So <laughs> they killed them all. They killed every single bird that was sitting in that tree had gotten down and went that direction, and they killed them all. Dad gum. And that was just the property on the other side of the farm, and so. Uh, yeah, after that, we, for the next two or three days, we barely heard them. Uh, we heard, it was kind of like, it was almost like we're elk hunting where they would gobble a little bit first thing in the morning and then shut up. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, we moved properties to about an hour. Uh, did y'all pick up and move everything or did y'all just drive in the mornings and hunt? No, we picked up and moved it all. Oh, dang. So yeah. you had another place to stay over there, too? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lodge. Um, so we picked up, and we moved over to that area, and the geography was a little different. Instead of pastures like it had been, it was a lot more farm ground, and um, the uh, outfitter there had birds on camera and kind of knew where they were at. And so we set up one morning and didn't hear anything, uh, and then rain came in, so we stayed at the lodge, and then... Billy had to fly home, and so Brian and I literally had one morning to try to get a turkey on camera. And I mean, oh, we, so Billy had left when y'all killed. Billy had left. He had uh, left the I night before because he already had the flight scheduled. I mean, we thought we were going to be done, yeah, way before this at the other property. And so this was kind of a last ditch effort. We we're trying to get something on camera to make a turkey episode out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we we were trying to figure out. Brian had to be back that night. Um, we, I mean, obviously with hunting, it's like it never a guarantee. So we could have went and set up and not seen anything. So we, I yeah, mean, we most called of the you time, and we were trying yeah. to figure out like, Hey, do we just pack it in and go home? Or do we stay this morning, see if we can make something happen and then try to make it home by the evening. Yeah. Um, and so we decided on that one and we sat getting in the spot was like elk hunting. I mean, it it was slick as heck, just muddy hills and everything to get back up into this spot in the woods. And then we sat up, we set up, and they just started hammering. And two or three of them came in, but they hung up maybe 40 or 50 yards outside where we were set up. And there was Naturally. You know, a bunch of trees Stupid and stuff, turkey. and they just... Sat there walking back and forth, fan and goblin. I want the hen to come back to and them. forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then they just got bored and left. And so, and that was what time? Oh, that probably would have been around ten. Oof! So they're by themselves. Yeah, it would have been mm. around ten. I mean, sun was up. And this was the last day. The last morning. Yeah, Oof. we literally we had to leave by noon. Yeah, we had to be out of the pro- we had to be on the road by noon. And they they couldn't see the decoys. I we I think they could. I mean, I don't I wasn't paying that close of attention to if they. I figured they could see the decoys, but maybe Doesn't not. Sound like maybe just could. how the 
land laid, they couldn't. And you said he had a strutter out, or didn't he? Did not. No. Okay. So no. it was just a Jake and a hen. Um. There was three decoys. There was Jake and two one hens. Mountain hen, and then I think just another Jake. Gotcha. Um. They probably couldn't see the hen on the ground then. Yeah, I don't, and I could barely see the hen on the ground because it was kind of the, the top of the hill, and then we were sat back a little bit, and then they were over on the other side, kind of off to the left of the decoys, and they were just, I mean, so far left that, because I was set up next to a tree, and I was turning the camera so far, like I was leaning all the way off my seat like this, Mm -hmm. trying to film, and my camera was hitting the side of the tree because I couldn't film left anymore. Yeah. The arm was hitting it, and so they're just working back and forth there, and they went away, but they were still gobbling, and so in a last-ditch effort, um, Brian stood up in class to see if they were still around, and they were. They are just a little bit further, and so we army crawled uh, up kind of maybe 40 yards, and there was one standing right there, and we popped up and did it to him. Got it done, and it was a giant turkey. Yeah, I heard, a I heard it was a big turkey. one. He's um, been, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Yep, yep. So that's how that one, one went. It was the Eastern. Mm-hmm. It had a one-and-three-quarter-inch spurs. Yeah. And how long was the beard? I don't know if I ever got the measurement for the beard. One and three quarter inch bird is a big spur for an eastern. And I think it was a twenty five or thirty pound bird. Biggest eastern spur I've ever seen is one that Tiffany Lukoski killed. And it was a two inch spur. Freaking giant! She's got it mounted in her house. It's the biggest turkey I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a big bird. Yeah, that's uh, an Iowa bird behind the camera. Okay. It's not that big though. I don't remember how big his spurs were. Like inch and a quarter maybe. It was a three-year-old bird, but that's the one I shot at five steps. <laughs> Had to get him mounted, which I can't believe there's anything left of him. I shot him with a muzzle loader. <laughs> but that goes to my turkey hunt, which when I went to Missouri, so me and Chuck were leaving Kansas, headed home, and Chuck's like, well, don't you still have two tags? And I'm like, I absolutely do. So we stopped back at that farm where we started that we couldn't get those turkeys off the neighbor mm-hmm. and killed one right off the limb. It's freaking awesome. I wish we'd have filmed it because it was would have been this – Prettiest hunt we had gotten so far. Chuck wasn't producing? You know, he would have, but, and it was also pretty low light. I don't know how much of it or how good it would have been, but, uh, because I wasn't waiting on no freaking camera. I was shooting him. (laughs) But, um, oh, how the turns have tabled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no, but both my turkeys I kill. I kill one in Georgia too, um, with a friend of mine named Brooks Pennington. Um, we went down to one of their farms and, killed one right off the limb so out of the four five six seven turkeys this year that i've seen die all but one have been right off the limb Hmm. only one turkey we had to really work for all the other ones have come right in and kamikaze and died but there's been way more than seven times that they have not came in (laughs) so it's like okay we got lucky those times but the other times of when they don't want to play ball and you see them like i can't tell you how many times in kansas we had turkeys inside 100 yards and i have them on camera that won't come in Hmm. many times dude no crap and chuck will back me up on this because he this is the dangest thing i've ever seen turkey do is we had a freaking strutter come god i don't couldn't tell you how far away it was eight or nine hundred yards we could see him way out there and we just yelp 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 and there's a wide open field between us and him so there's no way to get to him without him seeing us mm-hmm. and he came for seven of those 800 yards 
and get all the way out there to 100 yard and teach strut and look around and finally just decided, nope, don't like it, and turns around and runs off. <laughs> and there's no way he seen that, saw us. Yeah. Then we see that turkey, same turkey the next day in the same spot. And he's like hiding in the grass. And he'll like <laughs> just poke his eyes out and he'll like creep up. It took him, it took him 20 minutes to go 40 yards. Just like, I don't know. <laughs> and he'll take a step. I don't know about that. And he's in a wide open field. Like, we don't know what this turkey was afraid of. This turkey's been shot out of the truck about a dozen times. That's the only thing we can figure. But he finally he gets around. in there to about 45 yards, and I can finally see him. And it would have been terrible video. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd have got it, but it would have been. And I was like, I was like, kill that turkey. And Chuck's like, he's behind a tree. And as soon as he's got him, he's like, you got him. I'm like, nope, he's behind a tree for me because we were like, we were literally this far apart. Yeah, that's the same thing that was happening to yeah. Brian and I in Missouri. It's like he definitely could have killed that bird. Brian wanted to hold out for the good footage, hoping yeah. they were going to come in and do no, the thing. But, no. yeah, I mean, Brian's sitting here. I'm a foot – I mean, my camera is a foot back from his head. Yeah. And maybe a foot and a half left. And just that much difference between the perspective yep. is – I mean – he asked me, he was like, did you see those gobblers gobbling at each other? I said, no, I never had more than one bird visible to me at the same time. He's like, yeah. I could see both of them the whole yeah. time. And, and that's the same thing, is that one foot the distance. That's why when you set up, and that's why I'm glad you said that, the setup when you're filming turkeys is so, so important. If I can, any way possible, I sit directly behind or just over the right-hand shoulder of my right-handed shooter. Mm-hmm. And I've got a video I need to post that I did an over-the-shoulder video of how I set up. Or I need to be as close to them and, you know, directly over their shoulder. I don't like sitting side by side just because of that. Unless you've got a wide open field, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. But when you're in timber, you have things that can be obstacles. You want to be back to back or you want to be, you know, right behind them because your perspective is their perspective now. Yeah. And if you can even get elevated a little bit more and you can see better than them, you can communicate. Mm-hmm. But the be- the most optimal thing is for them to be sitting on their butt at the base of the tree or in a really low chair you behind them four to six feet skewed just over the right shoulder, or you can virtually be right over the top of them if you're a little taller yeah. because you can see right down their barrel. But that's the optimum position just because of your line of sight. It's the same as their line of sight, and uh, it just makes for epic video when they come right down the gun barrel and you set the decoys up right in front of that gun barrel. That way everything happens right there. And when it works, it's awesome, but how often does it work? Not very often. Nothing ever works how you think No, not with turkeys, Never. man. Turkeys and their brain's like that big, and that's what pisses you off so bad, is they have a brain that's that big, and they'll make you that mad. How big for people listening? I think they're like, I mean, they're not real big. I need like a actual words to describe it. A little pea-sized brain. Okay, there we go. Just because some people still listen to this. Oh, Instead this is of true. being on the, the, the YouTube Look at live. you producing over there. That's what I do, is uh, produce. Um, so what did you learn from turkeys? When they're not gobbling, they're kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, that's really annoying. Um, <laughs> but they're fun when they're gobbling. I, I learned that... I've learned that the similarities between elk hunting and turkey hunting are uh, are warranted. Now, I am... I would still rather be on an elk hunt. Oh, like, 100%. I will put up with way more frustration for an elk than I will for a turkey, and maybe that's just because I haven't had the turkeys do it right, but I've never really had elk do it right either. Well, I think... I've never had an elk come in and just scream in my face. I have once, you know, not but, very many, but... But I've heard them, and I've seen them dead on the ground, yeah. and I've seen them walking around and stuff, and well, that's it's enough just for really, me. It's really disheartening when you get beat by a bird. 
Yeah. It's a bird, dude. Yeah. And this not doesn't sit well with me to get beat by a bird. Yeah, so I mean, I could definitely see the similarities because um they could be somewhere, they could not be somewhere, they could not do well, things. The same thing is well, the same thing with elk is true for turkeys too, but the setup is so important. How you're setting up, how you're in reference to your hunter, how you set up to kill the the elk versus the turkey, you know, it's if the setup isn't right, if you don't have the right shooting lanes, if you don't have the right line of sight, if you don't have all the things that it takes to do it right, it makes it really, really hard. You know, you don't have the cover, you don't have the hiding spot, a, you know, a way to draw without them seeing you, a way to move your gun without them seeing you. You know, it's it's really, really tough. Also, elk are a lot bigger, so you've got a much larger margin of error for your differences in perspective and getting them on the camera. I well, mean, and with the turkey, you just don't have – it's not that big of a thing. Yeah. And elk is like, I don't know, at least – twice as big as a turkey <laughs> at least maybe more i really don't know uh if somebody knows the direct proportions please let me know but like if if the hunter can see if the hunter can see the the elk you're probably going to be able to see part of the elk whether yeah. it's you know it just part of his body or his antlers or something i mean you'll probably be able to see something at least and it's really cool too it's like uh I noticed it more, probably more this year than I've ever noticed it that I can remember is you hear an eastern gobble, which is what y'all were hunting were easterns, and they have a really strong, deep gobble. When you get them close, you can you can almost hear that thundering off the ground. You know, you hear that really deep, you know, that really, really sharp, deep, hard-hitting bass of their gobble. And then you go to a Rio who doesn't have that really hammering, you know, throaty mean sounding gobble it's more of a you know it, it, it doesn't have that finish like an eastern does mm-hmm. it's a much weaker gobble then you go to a miriam and they're like <laughs> i mean they sound like a you know like a circus instrument you know and they're but it's so cool because easterns when they're in the timber and they gobble they sound closer than they are sometimes maybe mm-hmm. and then it's really hard with a rio and it's probably got to do with where they live when a Rio gobbles, I mean, it sound they sound way closer than they are. They're like, we got on these turkeys the other morning in Kansas. I mean, we were seven hundred yards from these turkeys, and we heard them gobble. I could have sworn they were two hundred yards. And then they fly down, and they're on the ground, and I see them gobble, and I'm like, that sounds way closer than that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just how the how the the the, the terrain is, and there's not yeah. that there's not that those trees to amplify or deamplify that sound. I don't know. It just, it was crazy the difference in the gobbling and like the difference in the distance that they sounded away. And that's one of the hardest things with turkeys is, is trying to guess how far away they are, you know, trying to get set up because you don't want to step on them. You don't want to go too far. Then again, you don't want to set up too far away because you don't know if they'll come that far, especially if they got hens. So, but we did a pretty good job seven times this year of, or six of the seven times doing it. So, one of the cool things Brian did when we were hunting is, we're calling before they'd come in obviously once we could see them we didn't do this but before they came in they were just gobbling 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 not doing anything and not getting any closer he actually got up and went 10 yards away and faced the other direction and called at him mm-hmm. and after that is when they started to come in sounds like they were and leaving yeah he said that the reason that he did that is because it made because the turkeys can pinpoint exactly oh, yeah. where you're at so well if you get up and move 10 yards in the opposite direction, they feel like you're leaving now. 
well, and it might and they might be like, oh crap, I don't want to, I don't want to let them leave. I'm going to yeah. come in closer now. Well, that's just like elk. I mean, that's why you have a collar drop back a hundred yards, mm-hmm. is so you can draw them past the hunter. You know, and that's the ideal. You know, the ideal distance is you know that hundred yard buffer that those elk get to. You know, you get 75, 80 yards in front of that hunter. Well, that calls that elk to twenty yards before he checks up. Same thing with a turkey. I mean, they know exactly where that call's coming from. Which is crazy when you think about it because, I mean, you think about it, if you heard a sound in the woods, you'd be like, it's over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's far or it's close or mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's in that direction. But, like, if you just heard one sound in the woods, you would not be able to get to it. Yeah, you'd have to no. have somebody making that sound consistently for you to kind of make your way into it. Yeah. And they could just hear it one time and they're like, that's where it's at. So, that was kind of cool. I know guys that have said they've made calls and didn't have anything gobble, and they come back, and there's literally a turkey at the base of the tree they were sitting at looking. Like, where are you at? Like, I heard you right here. Where you is. Where you is. Um, yeah, so. It's crazy. They know exactly where it is. They don't have to guess. They, like, they're like they like, yep, I know exactly where in the field you are. I know exactly Dinosaur how far brands. in. Yeah, so. So that was, that was cool. Uh, uh, the first morning was my first time using a net. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to ask you about the net. And so I'm a noob, uh, and I set up the net. Somebody's going to laugh at me. Somebody's going to be like, why would you do that? It's because I'm a noob, and I have never done that before. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm not always an expert. It may seem like it, but <laughs> I'm not, and I'll admit it. I mean, this was my this was the first, like, legit turkey hunting I've done. So yeah. every, I'm learning everything as we go here. Um, Caleb says, take this net, put it over you when you get set up. So I take the net and I put it over me, which means I stuck. It's a little poncho. I think it's different than yours by just enough, um, but it's it's got like you know the head hole for the poncho. So I stick the camera out of the head hole of the poncho, and I try the to make it ghillie suit is not a poncho, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. Well, it's poncho shaped. Oh, okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it's a poncho. It's a ghillie suit, but it's poncho shaped. Yeah, so it doesn't have like arms or anything. It's just the neck hole and then drapes down from there, and so. I was like, okay, I need to cover as much of me and this camera as possible. So I just stick the lens out, and then my camera, I got the the mic receiver on top into the hot shoe, and then the shotgun mic right next to it. So my camera sits up a little bit higher. And so I try to cover that up, and I put the whole net over top of me too. Yeah. So I was literally only looking out of the viewfinder. And I did that, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I can't see anything. I can't move my camera. I was like, are you telling me I have to do this for five days at every setup? And I was getting, like, the little leaves from the suit. I couldn't get it to stay behind the lens. Yeah. And they kept, like, you'll see it in the video. There's a couple times where. Yeah, you've had to fight it. Where the leaves are, like, in in the frame. Yeah. And I was fighting it, and I was, I as soon as we got back to the truck, and this was the morning where we they shot got shot out from, from under us. As soon as I got back to the truck, I texted Caleb. I was like, this, I'm not, I don't know about this whole net thing. Like, this isn't really working for me. Um, I don't know how to film anything. Like, no, I have. Because you, I, sometimes I got to see, like, it's hard to find things with the camera yeah. if you haven't seen it. Because sometimes you have to go like, oh, okay, they're by this thing. And then you find it in the camera. Yeah, the only time, the only time I've, I've only probably filmed completely under the net, or I'm under the net and another turkey, is one time I was in Florida. South Florida, where these turkeys were down this road, mm-hmm. and that's the only way they're getting to us is down the road. And I had no cover, no back cover, so I completely got under the net, mm-hmm. and my camera's just pointing down the road, so there's no way I can miss them. Yeah. 
And then the other time was in Georgia, and I was with uh, uh, Jay Foxworthy and Glenn, which is Jeff's brother and his land manager. And we all, all three sit next to a tree, and I didn't have a lot of cover, so I got completely under it, and the turkeys ended up flying down behind us. Mm. And I had to completely spin <laughs> all the way around the camera under the net. Oh, it was, it was painstaking. But we got all the way around, and we got a, we got one – killed one or two that morning. But um, but once you're under there, yeah, it's really really hard to see, but uh, it's you can get away with murder under there. Yeah, well, I mean, so but, well, then. yeah, but but to get to to clarify, I put mine over my lens and I drape it over my camera and I use that almost as a it's more of a you know, like a blind, net. yeah, like you, a front net, yeah. You fold up, and now that I, I do this too, now you fold up the back. So instead of taking that half and putting it over, you just kind of lay it on top of the camera yeah. and let it drape. Yeah, and then I will take it. Like on my Sitka pants, actually, they got. I was wearing the. What are the thick ones? The thicker ones. Yeah, the ones with the the, the canvas. Timberline. I was wearing those because of the canvas knees and stuff, and so they have their their cargo pocket, and then on the outside of the cargo pocket, it's another zipper. Mm-hmm. And I would actually take a corner of the net and put it in my zipper and zip it up, and so then it would that net would like stay a little bit further out from. Dang me. you! You really went out. I'll try and take the corners so I don't. You know how it's that 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 it's like nets, a big old rectangle. It's a rectangle, yeah. so I don't run the rectangle like this over my camera. I run it like this. Yeah, you run it long way. Yeah, long ways, and I'll take those corners and I almost like if I'm in timber, like I'll take the corners and like strap them to something or yeah. stick them on limbs or something. That way, I've got room to move. But well, it always happened that the way that we kept setting up is I was on Brian's left hand side usually. Yeah, and when Billy was there, he'd be on the right, and then for whatever reason. I just, we never had a setup where I could really be set behind Mm -hmm. and in something. So I was always out, kind of. Like, I was kind of on the, I was on the end of the bush, and so usually it was, like, open over there to me. Mm -hmm. And so a couple times I had to go cut a bunch of limbs and freaking shove them in the ground on the left-hand side of me so that I'd have cover on my left-hand side. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have anything to, like, attach it to on the left. I could do it on the right. But. Yeah, staying hood's important with turkeys, man. So freaking important. So the net business, I'm I'm much more behind now. I think that if I would have gone the whole trip and been under it, done it the first way, I probably wouldn't have liked that at all. Yeah, the only time you do that is when that's the only choice you've got to stay hid is to get underneath that. Like, if you get to a spot where your hunter's got a place to hide but there's no place for you to hide, I get down on my knees and get completely under that net. Yeah, I'm not about with it. with no trees. I've had to, I've filmed many a turkey die off my knees under that net. I'm gonna fight it getting under that net. I'm gonna be like, hey, is there literally anywhere else we can do this? Sometimes, but when you're running a gun and you don't I have know. time, I know you just got to do it. I know it sucks, but yeah, dude, yeah, it sucks real hard. So I mean, that was that was cool getting to. I'm but you just, still haven't got to go on like a hard goblin turkeys coming in, getting shot in the face. You need to go to Texas. Every time we talk about the things that I've done, Caleb, it's always um, you haven't gone on the best one. Well, and that's not you're my missing fault. Out. I like, know it's not your fault. The elk hunts, the deer you got hunts. To, you got to right. do a really cool bow fishing trip the other day. That was cool. That was some redneckery. I said it. Yeah, I said it. You there. said this might be once the most got, redneck thing I've ever been a part of. Once we got done with what went down i was like this is the most redneckest thing i've ever been a part of and i'm not mad about it like i and i I told chuck i said i could see how a person would enjoy this activity yes (laughs) we murdered them for 
for most of the day. And then uh, that show's done. It'll come out here pretty soon. Um, yeah, that was a that was a fun show. Yeah, you that flew was, the you were Overwatch for a little while, flying the drone while we yes. were on the ground shooting them. Yep, I was fulfilling my former child's calling <laughs> of of battle Overwatch aerial <laughs> aerial assault. I wish I that'd be cool. Wouldn't you have if you had someone <laughs> dropping bombs yeah. on them little suckers? Anything, <laughs> anything, anything to kill them. That'd be fun. But yeah, I mean, so they went off. Uh, they left me on the boat to run the drone, and they all, there was there four of you guys out mm-hmm. there? Y'all four, three shooters, and Caleb went out, and I mean, what was it, like a cove or something like that? It was like where the water had started to come yeah. down, and there was land around it. It was like kind of like this cove. Yeah. We were blocking off the, yeah, so the they fish's trapped, exit. They trapped a ton of fish in this yep. thing, all four of them, like that. And then... Um, Clay messaged on here, and now he's texting me. Hold on, Clay. I'm trying to tell a story. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Come on now. Um, and so Chuck or Caleb says, hey, it'd be cool to get this on the drone because there's going to be a ton of fish in there, and the water's clear enough you could see them. And uh, so I got the drone up, and you guys were just sitting there waiting like you could see all the fish, and you were waiting and waiting and waiting. You're like, can you see them? And I was like, <laughs> I could, I could freaking see them. There's a ton of fish. And, uh, like, I could see him trying to get out through the gaps and everything when yeah. you started shooting them. So, what are you looking at over here? Uh, Clay just said there's audio, but there's no video. Since when? Does he not have it? You have the, uh, I'm going to click on it and see. Oh, that he is correct. What happened? I don't know. Let me see if the thing went off. We'll keep talking, but we're on. Hold on. Technical difficulties. Yeah, we're sorry, guys. Did the guys. camera shut off? No, it's still on. Um, okay. Huh. I'm no. going to replug it in. It's there now. Did it come back on? Mm-mm. It's black. Why is it well, black? Well, like five minutes ago, oh. he said. Well, now it's back. What I must you do? I must have moved my computer funny and knocked the... Come on, Ryer. And I was... Killing me, son. Son, really? You're gonna, that's the quote you're going to do? You're <laughs> killing me, son? When you could have easily quoted the Sandlot. Yeah, that's true. Smalls, which um, is funny. If anybody knows about the Sandlot, they know that Porter is the best character, um, and he's a fat ginger who played catcher. And when I played baseball, I was a chubby ginger who played catcher, and my last name is Porter. So basically I'm Porter reincarnated. Yeah, I guess I probably should have been monitoring the OBS software at the same time. Come on. I was just in the YouTube software. Yeah, that's okay. I was, I'm trying to keep up with... We're pretty much done anyway. ...all the comments. Um, while we're talking about Clay, he says, don't feel bad, Ryer. I did that on both Turkey Kills in Florida because I had no choice. Yeah. Oh, under his net? I guess. I guess. Did he sit all the way under the net? Oh, I don't know. I didn't pay attention. I guess he did. What are you doing not paying attention? I'm focused on my job. <laughs> I knew you were going to get triggered. I knew you were going to hate that. I was, I was doing what I needed to do. But so, okay, so. Yeah, I feel bad for you, player. I had to sit all the way under the net like that. Yeah, you got Caleb screwed. Caleb did you dirty. You got screwed in Oklahoma because Oklahoma sucked. Which one? When you went with me. Yep, that sucked. Mm-hmm. That Your was turkey nice. hunt sucked. Literally sucked. Literally sucked. The elk, no hunt, deer. the elk hunt was terrible. Both elk hunts that I went on this year was terrible. Uh, because the hey, maybe it's you. I've had that thought, and I've <laughs> got that. It can't be. I'm just, I don't know, what could dude. I be doing? 
if had, we don't see anything, it's I had not some like ep- I had some epic hunts this last year. Yeah, well, you're taking all of them. That's the thing. That's so not it's true. You. That's not true. I'm not taking all of them. How can it be me if we literally see no animals? If we don't see oh, the animals, you killed camp. a crap ton of stuff with Kip. Yeah, but we're talking about all the ones that sucked. Those ones didn't. So I got yeah. I well, had, I'm just trying to think of the ones that you haven't gotten to do cool stuff. So you still it's elk, elk and turkeys, elk and much. turkeys. Um, you've got deer covered. You've got some pretty biblical deer stuff. Yeah. But they've all been from ground lines, so I haven't had it from the tree, tree stands stand. yet. That's unfortunate. Yeah, way cooler been. from the tree stand. See, so there it is. But we did kill a ground blinds are just. <laughs> I don't know. I love filming out of ground blinds just because how easy it is. But ground blinds also suck. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm like I'm like Kip on those. If I have a tree stand option, I'm going with the tree stand option. Is it, would he rather be in a? Tree oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think most people. I mean, there's it's just there's only so much you could do in a ground blind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that, it's me because if we don't see the animals, I can't be messing them up. Like it's not me. So, I think it's just been the hunts because, we did the first elk hunt I went on. Didn't see elk. Second hunt we went on saw like. 75 pairs of hunters, but no elk. Well, the one elk. You guys saw the elk. I did not see the elk. Which trip? The one, the, our trip. You guys. I didn't see an elk. Oh, well, Jamie saw an elk. So our wasn't Oh, really Jamie there. saw that elk. Yeah, Maybe I didn't see there. it. Maybe it wasn't ever there. Jamie, were you lying to us? If you were. I saw right. a freaking bear. Yeah. Did see that. I saw the bear. Um, I mean, but I don't really know if that, if I would put that into the category of awesome hunting no, experiences. No, it was a terrible hunting I experience. I mean, it's it's a good story to make me seem cool. But also at the same time, it makes me seem kind of not so cool because we're stuck on top of a mountain. So then you have yeah. to explain why, why you're stuck well, on dude, top of once a mountain. We, yeah. And it's because uh, we weren't smart and didn't leave the mountain uh, when we should have. Yeah, and that one's on... Uh, and that's on elk bugling is what and that's on. It's on elk bugling, yeah. <laughs> and then that's not killing them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, all the all the deer hunts I went on after that were pretty sweet. Just yeah, carnage. All and of them. you did some hogs. Y'all killed some hogs too, didn't you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Kill, uh, there's a really cool white hog got killed. Yeah. If anybody out there watching this has access to really cool thermal cameras, let me know. Yeah, we're in the. We can't find them. We don't want to buy them. We want to rent one. So, all right, I think that's it. Clay We're, said Ryer did get to meet Ted Nugent. Yeah, so he that did doesn't get suck. To, it does not suck. Yeah, he did that, get to meet Ted Nugent. That's cool. Um, I told the people on the live if they had any questions that we'd answer oh, okay. them at the end. Go for I, it. I haven't got any. So, I think what we might do is I think we will shut the podcast down. And then, unless somebody literally chimes in right now, we got to give them a minute. Do you think we can fill a minute of time? Maybe I just got an email from Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? Go do the chopper. Is that what it oh, says? Oh, it's a GoFundMe ad thing. Dad What's gummit. the subject line? Uh, it says Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the the subject line is please. I and feel like time every is short, so I won't wait wait a second. It's I think that something. every single subject line that Ted New or uh, I'm sorry, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger sends out should be get to the chopper. Do the chopper. Um, I would have to agree. Or some sort of pun 
Get to the GoFundMe link. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, but if you've got a line as iconic as that. Have you even seen that movie? No. But I know the line. <laughs> Ryer. <laughs> I'm sorry. God bless America. I'll get Have, on, you, I'll watch, get have you watched any of the movies that we talked about? No, I've not. What? When was I supposed to have done that? You just don't sleep at night. <laughs> watch the movies. Uh, I'll probably watch. I'll I'll watch Tombstone this weekend. I was Billy had it on his iPad, and I was trying to get a hold of that for to watch it in Turkey Camp. But Billy would have let you not go hunting to have watched that. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, it's important. <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm trying to tell you. Know you. what's crazy? I had never even seen Tombstone referenced. Well, I mean, I've saw, I've seen the. Uh, I forgot you lived in California for four years. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Quit bringing that up. Freaking sissies in California. God. What am I going to have to do to rid myself of that? You watch Tombstone. So if I watch Tombstone, you will never tell no. anybody again no. that I lived in the state that shall not be You named. watch every movie on that list, maybe. Oh, every movie? Every the, movie on the list? There is not a single movie on that list that doesn't need to be watched. And I'm not saying, well, no, I am saying. Knowing what I know now, and as savvy as I am in the movies, it, it is it is imperative that you watch those movies. Okay. I'll, they need to be a part okay, of your life. Okay. 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 Good. I'm now just, saying, got I'm that just saying that besides the I'm your Huckleberry gif or the the meme, I had never seen Tombstone referenced by name anywhere. You've never seen Daisy if you do? I'm sure I have in passing, but I just was like, oh, that's one of the things that I don't know. And so I didn't connect it to anything. But since you told me that I need to watch Tombstone, I have seen... I've told you you need to watch a lot of things. I know, but especially Tombstone, I've seen that one referenced incessantly. Do you know why? Because it's the greatest... No, even more so than that. I No. Because you're in the South. Oh. So, okay. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> uh, well, we have no more questions. So... Signing off. Uh, uh oh, uh oh. We have, we have a very offensive comment. Oh God! You're gonna find this very offensive. I apologize to everybody for what is about to come out of Caleb's mouth because it, it will not be, will not be pleasant. If I, I will abruptly end this podcast. <laughs> Do, is it from Clay? It is. Of course it is. It's from Clay. Um, are you brace yourself? Just give it to me. Clay Currington says that, and I quote, some on that list sucked, Caleb, dot, dot, dot. Name me one that sucked. Name me one. And give me a reason. You can't just say it sucked. You had to have a reason. That doesn't make me mad. I mean, everybody's, everybody's, palette for movies is different but in this case okay so everybody's palette for movies is different but i like top gun and no. i get berated for liking top gun no, no not that or I, napoleon top dynamite gun's great, top gun top gun's a good movie napoleon no tumble Napoleon dynamite's terrible top That's gun's false. a good movie but it is not considered a great it's look, a good movie look i every movie on the list that i gave you him is a great freaking movie i found a list that was in a book that somebody published about the 1,001 movies you need to watch before you die. 
And Top Gun was on that list. Okay, I could get behind that you need to watch it, but as a great movie, it's, great it's movie. a thousand movies. Okay, let's let's get real here. I'm just saying it was on that like list. My list was what, like 20? That's You just need to watch more movies, Caleb. You obviously haven't seen I do need movies. to watch more movies. I can agree with you there. We both do, I think, yeah. We need to hear from Clay because I have to leave in five minutes and he needs to get back with us on which one suck. Because I guarantee he's just saying that to get a rile out of me. And Probably. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not going to do it. Not stupid to his level. That's the only reason that Caleb hasn't lost his crap. He's like, I, I won't give in to that. There's a couple on that list that if he says that they suck, I will get mad. But there's a couple and be like, okay, I could see how you wouldn't like that one. Come on, Clay. And it's because faster. he's a he has a subpar view of the world because he hasn't watched enough movies. But he has sent me a list and he's watched a lot of them. He has not watched a couple of them. Look, I didn't watch them because I was busy tearing if my you, hair if, out. If you don't know what we're talking about, we did a whole movie podcast. The one I think it was right before this one. You yeah. need to go listen to that one. I was busy tearing my hair out because of an edit. Yeah, blue stem. And uh, so that's what I was doing. Uh, the list of not good is too long. Ooh. He's just trying to turn the Ooh. knife now. Ooh. Well, Clay, I thought a lot of you until just now. <laughs> and now you are dead to me. <laughs> well, folks. Yep. Well, I guess that's going to do it. All right, we got Don't forget to two podcasts coming up that you're gonna like. Um, I'm already I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the names of them. Oh, are we teasing? And we're gonna tease. Are we teasing we're podcasts now? Freaking a, we are. Is Hold this on. the first time we've done that? Nope. No. Maybe I don't remember. I feel like it is. So the next the next um, podcast is gonna be the subtle art of sponsor love. Wow, that title though. You like that? That's a good title. You like that? Yeah. I don't think you would. And then the next one's gonna be five things that will make your hunting film your hunting film better. Is that you. is that going to be specifically film, or are you talking film as in filming, just, just in general filming a hunt? What, okay. Five things you you can so do it's to not make related your, specifically to like a short film. I don't know. We'll see. It's a working <laughs> theory. <laughs> that means yes. This. So what that means is this is the Badlands Film Festival episode light. Oh, I don't know if I want to jump down that rabbit hole, dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it's the light version. Because oh, we're not, well, the we're sense, just talking the about The censored films. and light version, yes. Well, we're just talking about films in general. We're not going to be going over. I'm just talking the about the technique festival. of filming more than anything. Oh, okay. Well, you said film, it made me think of like short films. Oh, that's no. what, that's why. So I'll d- disregard that because I know that people will. And also that. disregard that five minutes of black video and blame it on Ryer. Yeah, I'll take. I'll. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Nobody's to blame but you. You've got the laptop in your lap. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> you didn't ask me to check it. Oh, God. Hold, All on, right. hold on. Some of that list. Uh, oh, God, Clay. He's killing me. He was already dead to you. He is, now, he's dead to me. He didn't like Tombstone. <laughs> well, everybody hates him now. And nor did he like Yellowstone. How could... Nor... Did he like law-abiding citizen? Okay, so now he's just pissing me off. Okay, all right, we're going to go. <laughs> Peace. See ya.